0: give me of Shabbos to everybody. Shabbos. A good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us as we turn Friday into Arab Shabbos teaching every week. Special thank you to our generous sponsors, Menden Sipora Fishman, Aschus for Chayyurvka Basiporta Freidel, in memory of Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs, Rabbi Yaakov Tzvi Ben David Aryeh, Thank you for your generosity and sponsorship. The COVID Shabbos. Shabbos is coming. We are running out of time. It is a pleasure to be able to join you and once again, turn our Friday into Erev Shabbos. I want to share with you first and foremost, a beautiful insight I heard today from my dear friend Rabbi Josh Brody, who told me something I did not know clarified something, which connects to what we have been learning the laws of, or the notion of, an the idea that when Shabbos comes, we have an additional soul, an additional layer of a soul, a more and awake soul, that we have a soul which is alive and on fire. So Rabbi Brody shared with me, I don't know where this is from, that on uh, often there's a custom many have that when a person has a Yerzai in the coming week, when a person has a Yerzai, the following week, they daven for the amid Motzei Shabbos. If there's somebody who's actually in Avelis, if there's somebody who is a, uh, who's in their Yud-Bes Chodesh or as a Yerat site, Motzei Shabbos, they don't get the Amad. But if there's no one else, all else equal, somebody who has a Yerat site, somebody who's memorializing the death of a loved one in the coming week, will lead the services as for the Amad on the Motzei Shabbos before. I never understood why. Where does that come from? Why do they have a precedence? Why are they davening for the Amad? So listen to what my Brody told me. He said, because when a person has a Yerat site in the coming week, it means that the previous Shabbos was the last Shabbos, not only of the Neshama, but the Neshama Yaseira of the person. That last Shabbos that a person was here in this world was the last Shabbos that that person had their extra endowed, their extra layer of a soul. And therefore, and therefore, on Motzei Shabbos, we are mourning, grieving, it's a Yeratite for the Neshama Yisera. So the reason a person who has a Yeratite in the coming week, Davids for the Ammon Motzei Shabbos, is because what the Yeratite represents in the following for the Neshama is what Motzei Shabbos represents for the Neshama Yisera, which is, uh, which is gone. That was their last time for a Neshama So we should uh, be privileged. We should embrace, we should recognize the gift of the Neshama Yisera. So I want to give you another insight into the Neshama Yisera. I wrote about it this week, so if you read my article, you'll forgive me a little bit of a Chazara. But we know in our parsha we have the story of the brachas that are given to Ephraim and Menashe. Ephraim and Menashe. And many focus, and there are many interpretations about why specifically Ephraim and Menashe. Why don't we give a bracha to be like Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov, be like Adam HaRishon. be like Moshe and Aaron, be like David and Shlomo, be like so many other of the major personalities of Tanakh. Why instead are we blessing our sons, our children, to be like Ephraim and Manasseh, two relatively, relatively minor figures of Tanakh. So there's an answer that these were the two, first two, who were able to get along. We know that until then there was animosity, there was enmity between brothers. We know that there was a Yitzchak and a Yeshmal. There was a Yaakov, there was an Esav. Yosef and his brothers. And this is the first generation, this is the first time that brothers are getting along. Ephraim and Manasseh, not only do they get along, but in fact, the younger brother Ephraim, who's given greater honor by his grandfather, by his the Yaakov, and Manasseh is happy for him. There's no competitiveness, there's no ego involved. He's happy for him. The ability for an older brother to be happy for a younger sibling, that's our bracha for our children. Who doesn't want that? Those who don't have children but long for children should be blessed and merit to have children. But whether it's the literal children that we have or the lesson that we take from it, but the notion of it getting long, Bachab yivarech Yisrael, not bachem, you in the plural, but you Ephraim and Menashe, Bacha, unified. When we display unity, when we come together as one, that's when... That's when we are worthy, and that's when we are blessed. And that fits in with what we learned a couple of weeks ago, that Vayakel, why was, I think it was last week, Shabbos is given in the parshas Vayakel, Shabbos, the mitzvah of Shabbos was given in the context of the Jewish people coming together as a community, to be unified, a sense of unity, Because if you want bracha, if you want Shabbos, if you want serenity, if you want peace in your life, you can't do it if you're fragmented and divided. It can't be if you're. this is the shul I go to and the shul I won't go to, and these are the people I speak to and the people I don't speak to, and these are the people who are really religious and the people I've dismissed their religiousness. It has to be a sense of unity. Becha na bachem, when we are one. Ephraim and Menashe, when they were one, they were blessed. And when we are one, we are blessed. And that is our hope and our wish. That is our aspiration for our children. That is our aspiration for ourselves, number one. Moreover, Ephraim and Manasseh are raised in a foreign world, in a foreign land. They're the first to be born and raised in Egypt. They don't have the influence of their Zedah, of their grandfather, Yaakov. They don't have the yeshiva of Yaakov, of Shem Aver. They are in this decadent, morally uh, deprived, this corrupt culture of Egypt. And yet, despite that, even there, they grow up as an Ephraim and Menashe, Menashe and Ephraim, they don't waver, they're unequivocal. They are strict and vigilant when it comes to their commitment to Judaism, to the values, to the vision of their zeda of their grandfather. And that's our hope and for our children. We live in a world of a lot of messages and a lot of influences and a lot of noise, a lot of images and a lot of icons and a lot of influence. And like Ephraim and Menashe transcended it and they were able to rise above it. That is our hope, that is our wish That is our dream for our children, but frankly, for ourselves. So many know those reasons. The Pasha class we mentioned, another reason. But I want to focus not on the reasons that Sefrayim and Menashe, but why Friday night? Give a bracha to your kids Sunday morning. For those who have Sunday school, before you head off to school, to yeshiva. Monday morning, for when they put the uniform on back again. Why are we giving a bracha? Maybe give a bracha, you know, uh, Sunday night. You survived the weekend. Why are we giving a bracha specifically on on Friday night. So here are two different reasons are given. Rav Chaim Dovid Alevi, who was a chief rabbi in, a Svari chief rabbi in uh, Yafo, I believe in Israel, in the Tshuva Saselech HaRav, says he can't find a source. He's not sure of a specific source why Friday night, but he offers his own suggestion. The Mughan of Ram in the beginning of Siman Reshay in Dalad writes, Tov l'nashik yidei He says there was a custom for children to kiss their mother's hand on Friday night, to give their mother's hand a kiss. I know some, the sing Esha Schayel, all the children stand for their mother while they sing Eshas Chayal, There's a notion that children at the end of a long week of a mother doing carpool and making dinner, and I don't mean to generalize here in gender roles. There are plenty of men who drive carpool and men who make dinner and women who go to work. But children being grateful to parents at the end of the week, looking back and saying, thank you. Thank you for paying my tuition. Thank you for providing me this house and clothing and, and food. Thank you for being there and taking care of me. And there was a custom to kiss the hand of a parent on a Friday night. So he suggests maybe the father sees these children are kissing the hand of their mother. Ooh, wah, wow, what a bracha. I wanna bless, I wanna bench these kindelach. I wanna bench these children. I wanna give them a blessing. They should always be appreciative. They should always be grateful. They should always have only the greatest blessing in their life. They should continue to have parents who love them. Maybe that's the reason he says, why the minig, why the custom to give a blessings on Friday night in reaction to the honor, to the love, to the affection that children give to children give to parents. There are other reasons that are suggested. And this is the part that I want to share with you that is relevant to all of us as we turn Friday into Erev Shabbos and turn Erev Shabbos into Shabbos itself. Shabbos is an oasis from the chaos of the week from those images and ideas and temptations. We said we bless Ephraim and Menashe because they were raised in this foreign culture and we're all raising ourselves. And even if you live geographically in Israel, with the gift of the internet and with the flow of information and influence, wherever we are, we are exposed and vulnerable to what's out there. But Shabbos, we cut ourselves off. Shabbos, we disconnect. Shabbos, we retreat into ourselves and into who we are and who we are meant to be. And that is when we give a bracha. That is when we give a blessing to our children. Rav Sturmbach in his Taim gives another answer. He says, when it means Bechayi Varech Yisrael, it doesn't mean that we should give a bracha to be like Ephraim and Manasseh. It means that just like Yaakov gave a bracha to Ephraim and Manasseh, just like Yaakov counted his blessings. He looked around and said, oh, wow, My children, my grandchildren, this is my wealth. This is my riches. These are my blessings. So too we should. And when do we do that? we do it, says the Sefer Nishma Shabbos on Friday night. Why Friday night? Because every other night of the week at dinner, our children are competing, competing for our time, competing for our attention. But Shabbos, Friday night, we come to the table and there is no technology and there's no smartphone. There is no work to do. There are no tasks. There's no responsibilities, no obligations, unless you're the rabbi, but that's for another time. Our children aren't competing for our attention with work or other obligations. And the biggest bracha that we can give our children is Friday night. The biggest bracha we can give them is to be present and to be mindful, is to experience, is to count our blessings and to be able to model that. Ramesha Leib Sassavar, the Helica Sasavar says, What is the bracha that's given? Vayivarchem, bayom hahu. The bracha was given on that day is the simple translation. But the sasavar says, Don't read it that way. Read it, Vayivarchem, he gave a bracha. And what is the biggest bracha? Ba'Yom hahu. To be present on that day. So as we turn Friday into Erev Shabbos, Erev Shabbos into Shabbos, we are entering Bayom HaHu, the great day, the taste of the world to come, the day in which for 25 hours we have a place of refuge, we have a place of reprieve, we disconnect to connect to what matters, what matters are the people in our lives, what matters is that love, what matters is community. But what matters is to be able to experience it, we have to be Bayom HaHu, Vayivarchem, we are really blessed when, when we are a sense of Bayom HaHu, when we are present in that day. When our mind is not elsewhere, and when our activities are not divided or or or, or broken, the biggest bracha we give them, the biggest bracha we give ourselves. Vayvarchem when, how, by Yomahu to be present. Shabbos we go off the grid and we disconnect with no guilt and no second guessing and no FOMO and no self importance, but only the rich possibility of truly being present with those with whom we are engaging, and what a bracha that is, and what a bracha for those around us. Meretz we should be zochah to truly turn Friday into Erev Shabbos, to experience a helig, a holy, and a healthy and a happy Shabbos, to count our blessings and to be a blessing for those blessings in our lives, all by Yom Ahu, to spend the next 25 hours being present in all that we do. Have a holy and a wonderful Shabbos. See you again next week. <speaking in Hebrew> <speaking in Hebrew> <speaking in Hebrew> it's all a covet Shabbos. Shine ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave me, leave me Shabbos, 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 a Shabbos, and a Holy Shabbos,